You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I have a guest with me today who I'm excited to speak to. So I want to introduce you to Emma Butler. Now, Emma helps people avoid what we like to call the diet trap. She basically educates people on the connection between the mind and body and also so that you can accept yourself for who you are. And I think this is a really important topic because most of us, especially when we're working online, we don't necessarily accept everything about us and and love ourselves, and yet we're expecting others too. So I want to dive in because Emma has an amazing story. So I'm going to start, Emma. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Um, Excited to be here. I'm going to ask you about your breakdown, and we're going to go straight into it. Tell me what happened when you had your mental breakdown. Okay, so I've actually had two in my time probably about 25 years apart. But the second one is the one that sort of led me to where I am today. So I, I'd actually just moved to our dream house by the sea and I'd got a job still working corporate, but from home, which allowed me to move. And so everything on paper should have just been bliss. But reality is that it wasn't. And I had hit my menopause to a point where I wasn't, wasn't coping at all. So I was actually off sick from work, unable to work. And I was under a gynecologist at the hospital and just everything really had, if I look back, given up. I just had so many problems. I was always a yo-yo dieter. I was always trying to get that perfect body and that perfect weight. And I'd been on a very well-known diet for quite a long time. And no matter what I did, I'd go every week and I still wouldn't lose an ounce or I'd, you know, follow it to the letter and still put on a pound and it was just driving me insane and then on top of that I just had joint problems headaches you know couldn't no energy brain fog like you wouldn't believe these are all menopausal problems that that are really common that people don't talk about enough they are they absolutely are but what happens is menopause brings them even more to the fore because your hormones go unbalanced but actually women generally suffer from them on and off throughout their life, but they don't really recognize it. So I remember one day counting, because they said there's 36 symptoms of the menopause. And I remember one day writing them all down and counting that I'd had 29 of the 36. I mean, that's how bad I felt. And the mood swings, you know, the emotional highs and lows. So anyway, the long story short, six months under the gynecologist, And the last thing I remember him saying to me is we've done all the tests. You know, I'd had everything done. I was lucky that the job I had, you know, I had private healthcare. And there's nothing wrong with you. He said, your womb's absolutely fine. You've got a couple of little fibroids, but nothing to worry about. So, you know, and I could, he could tell by my face that that I should have been happy to hear that, but I wasn't. And he said, um, oh, okay, well, don't worry. If it's still the same in six months time, come back and we'll look at what else we can do. Now, my mum and two of my sisters had hysterectomies. So for me, that was the next stage. And I just thought, I remember coming home and I cried a lot. And then I thought, I'm 50 years old. This really can't be it for me. Yeah, like that's the Uh, end. You're going to have to feel like this forever. 
I remember my mum crying for 10 years. And at the time I was a teenager and she was going through her menopause. So I had no idea. I just thought she was a miserable thing. <laughs> so how did um, this, um, this breakdown that you had, because all of this was being heaped on top of you and you realising that actually no one's going to come and fix you. This is how you were going to feel. How did it manifest itself? Actually, what happened, the very first thing I did is I started looking and thinking, okay, what else can I do? And I found a guy locally to me that did acupuncture. And he said on his website, help with menopause. So I went along to him. And before he started the acupuncture, he said, tell me about your diet. And I went, oh, I eat really healthy. You know, I'm always on a diet. And he was like, okay, well, just describe to me what you eat. And I did. And he went, that's not a healthy diet. He said, you're doing all the things that you shouldn't be doing and you're missing out all the things that you should be doing. It was the first time I'd ever even realised. And basically, especially as we women, as we get older, we need things like really good fats. We need fibre and all this stuff on the mainstream diets is what you're cutting out. Yeah. So he he did the acupuncture. I actually went from having 25 hot flashes a night overnight to only having two which I thought was a miracle but aside to that what I've realized later on is beliefs are very powerful well yeah (laughs) another thing that I work with is the mind is he told me after one session I was going to feel massively different and I believed him and again whether it worked it doesn't matter if it's the placebo effect (laughs) belief is so powerful so anyway that was that's really what happened was I went home and thought Really? So I started looking at food. Within three months, I'd cured, I'm not joking, I cured myself of everything by changing what I was eating. And then I opened a, I, I had a, visions of being the alternative to these big swimming clubs. And people were going to come to me and learn how not to diet. And I actually opened small groups where I lived. Yeah, to start then, it. So with, so the breakdown really led to you finding what you were supposed to do but do you actually think the breakdown happened because you didn't accept yourself as who you are oh totally 100% so again it's so when you look back now don't get me wrong I still fight with these things every day I don't think we can ever truly say that we'll get up every every day and never have a doubt about ourselves or how we look but it's how you handle those thoughts that's different and when I look back I recognize that my whole life my thoughts and then the behavior that came from those thoughts is what led me to such you know bad behaviors really that I had I was you know self-medicating with alcohol drugs when I was younger overworking you know just 12 hour days six seven days because if we don't like who we are we block it out by by doing other things in those days it was done for the wrong reasons it was telling everyone about me so they'd like me they'd see beyond just the outside and might see something inside and when I look back it was it's desperate really I think when I look back to how and you know trying to get to the top of the ladder in a very male dominated corporate world And if I didn't feel, if I didn't think I looked the part, then my brain would certainly tell me I wasn't the part. Yeah. And we're told by social media and by by the media in general, what we should look like on a daily basis. Like even when 
I was growing up, it was in magazines and now it must be horrendous. Like it's constantly everywhere on social media that you should be a, a size four. I mean, if you're above a size four, then you're, you're doing something wrong and you're, and you're branded as, as bigger. Yeah, I was talking to my kids this weekend. We were going shopping and we went into five high street shops that don't sell over a 14 and I'm a 16 to 18. And my kids have never thought of me as fat ever but they were like why don't the shops sell clothes that fit you then mummy and I'm like because you know this is seen as as big and we went in one shop where a size 14 was an XXL and they they were just like kind of shocked by it and I think we're not shocked by it because we're so used to this happening that we're we're being made to feel huge when actually we're not huge we're the average size in the UK is a 14 to 16 and no wonder we don't and even that just saying that you know that they label them as extra extra large I mean that's telling your brain that you yeah. are extra extra large when actually oh yeah a 14 is a beautiful size to be and I've spent my whole life battling that like always thinking I'm a bigger girl I have to go to the curvy section you know I have to go to a special shop that does clothes for bigger girls that no wonder we don't really accept ourselves for who we are when we're told this on a daily basis so one of the things that helped you feel more accepting of yourself is that you came out quite late in life didn't you I did I came out as gay at about 37 so my son was was only three at the time and I'd just again come out of a very very difficult and unpleasant relationship with his dad And um, I actually moved in with my best friend of 17 years. She was just helping me. And very quickly we became became partners and I'm still with her today. So it's been a very long time. But again, when I look back, I did come out, but I still really struggled to tell people, you know, that I was gay. And I'd, you know, tell a select few, but very rarely, you know, if I went into work, it would take a long time or, you know, so again, it was just still another area where I didn't accept myself. Whereas now with my new mindset and my new, you know, approach to how I look after myself, I'll shout it from the rooftops for everyone. Because you love you. That's the difference. Because I love me. When you love you, it's easier. The biggest thing, and I remember people always saying you can't love anyone until you love yourself first and I used to think what the hell does that actually mean you know like literally you hear these quotes and you think I don't even understand the question but what I do definitely is help people understand that question and then actually apply it yeah and it is the most transformational thing you can do is to learn to love who you are inside out And then the rest really falls into place. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we can't want to change things about us. We all have flaws and we're all working on ourselves and we're all all have things that we want to change. But I think the starting point is to love yourself for who you are now with all the flaws and with all the things you want to change. And then it becomes easier to change those things because you're not coming at it from a place of, you know, we've all been that person that berates ourselves. And we, we we tell ourselves things that we would never let a friend say to us oh, or to themselves but we do it and we think that's okay I, I remember you know I was quite clumsy and when I was younger and every time I did something clumsy I would go oh you're such an idiot Lisa and I would tell myself this and it was going in my head constantly so it's no wonder I then believed it yeah so your mindset 
massively changing you. You started to learn the connection between how actually you won't be able to love yourself and you won't be able to change your what you look like and you won't be able to diet or any of those things unless your mindset is in a different place. How did you get into that different place? So um, when I started these groups that I did, initially I just talked about food and it was just about, you know, listen to your body, eat when you're hungry, all the things that people had told me, but we worked together and it was really successful. These women would have started to lose. There were a few men, a handful, but generally these women just started to lose weight. They were like, oh my God, I can't believe I can eat like this. Because when you eat good food, your body responds to it and you just feel better. You don't feel hungry. You don't get the cravings. But then I started listening to these women every week, like you say, saying, oh, but I'm so stupid or I'm this and I'm that. And I just thought, hang on a minute, there's a bit of work that needs to be done up here as well. So actually, my mindset stuff came along with the group that I was working with. It wasn't I had it all worked out and I gave it to them every week. I think, right, a few of them said that last week. What can I do this week? So I started researching about mindset. And I actually am in the middle of training to be a hypnotherapist because that mindset stuff, I still believe, is the most powerful. So you can't do one without the other. You struggle. If you just try and have positive thoughts and you just, I I must think, and then don't work on the rest of your body, it's really hard work. And if you just work on your body, but let your mind keep telling you that it doesn't matter what you do, you're still rubbish or useless or so how I work is to bring both of those things together and then once you get those two then you can look at the actual actions tell us a bit about how gut health actually affects things more than we think it does okay so we have something called a microbiome we're not going to get too scientific because I don't like to do that I do like to make it understandable people but I never knew it was any didn't even know it existed but it's actually a huge let's call it a giant cell that covers all of our body and it is the thing that governs how well or not well that we are and it actually sends messages to your gut to your brain backwards and forwards about what your body needs to do in order to either fight off danger or give the right nutrients or the right things to your body when it's struggling. So for example, I was watching something today about, which is a really good analogy. Imagine you're at a festival and there are 200,000 people at the festival. So these are your cells. So each the microbiome is full of cells. These 200 people, they, they're, they're in the festival and there's one person at that festival that might have some sort of untoward thoughts <laughs> or behavior that they might wanna do. And there's one security guard. Now, this one security guard, there's no way it could help, you know, field that person out. But if everyone at the festival had been warned and said, keep an eye out for this, if you know, if any of this, you know, untoward behavior, or if you've got a little radio and you can send it back to that one security guard, well, that's how your microbiome basically works. Each cell is there to protect your body from toxins. We live in the most toxic world. It's getting, it's getting worse, really, but it's got really bad in the last sort of 30, 40 years. The toxins that go into your body are so damaging to your gut and your brain. Loads of those toxins come in your food, in your beauty products, just in your general environment, out and about. And we don't really understand this. And your, your bacteria, which is what your gut 
microbiome is made up of has either really good bacteria or bad bacteria. I don't like to say good or bad because it takes me to that diet connotation, but genuinely bacteria that really helps you thrive or bacteria that can make you unwell. And so the ultimate goal is to grow your good bacteria. Get more of those good people into the festival. Yeah, and get rid of, it's a really good way of thinking of, about it. It is. And get rid of the ones that might, you know, make it go slightly wrong. And the way you do that is you reduce toxins and you increase nutrients. And really, for me, it's that simple. Now, how you do that, there's so many different ways, and that's what I work with. And then the mindset stuff comes for me, what I do is I change people's beliefs around food and beliefs around, you know, what they like and what they don't like. Because now, I mean, I'm actually a vegan now. I mean, I've gone, you know, so far, I say virtually vegan because, again, I'm a human. And I always say that you must do in the moment if you still feel like you want to do something. But virtually vegan. That's not to say when I smell bacon, you don't want <laughs> I don't want to eat it. But because of how I program my brain, my brain now sees bacon as toxic, so it won't allow me to eat it. So it's such an easier, much easier way than that willpower method. Or I, I find the willpower method in your house. Yeah, it doesn't very work. Difficult. It doesn't work. It doesn't I've work. been dieting my entire life. You know, yeah. If and I, I'm now working on my own gut health and um, working with people on that because I, I do understand how it works. But yeah, like I've always said, if there was a way that I could just, you know rewire my brain to not like the chocolate the cake all of those kind of things but it's massively interlinked with me to my own mindset of growing up and what I was rewarded for so it's trying to break those kind of mindset patterns yeah and you know I don't want people to think I don't eat chocolate I don't want people to think I don't have you know I like to drink alcohol (laughs) and it's something I've done in the past to my detriment but now again I've learned to do it so that it's just enough to have fun and not send me down that path but you know I know that alcohol is sugar and sugar equals bad gut bacteria so the thing is it is about balance and a belief I used to have and tell myself all the time is I'm an all or nothing girl. That's what I say. Right. It, I'm either all in or all out. And what I've learned and my new mantra is, is all about balance. If I have a day where I just don't feel like nurturing myself that day through the gut health, I feel like nurturing myself that day because I want to go out and have fun with my friends. That's what I do. But I don't wake up the next day feeling guilty or shame myself because that's what we do stuff. isn't it we go what well we I've had one chocolate bar now so I may as well eat 10 chocolate bars. <laughs> yeah so it's about um it and that comes from the mindset stuff yeah but it also comes from the gut health because the healthier your gut is the more your gut craves the good food and this is the bit that when I first start working with people they're like oh really I don't want to eat all that I mean it's just great whole food but initially they just think I don't, and I just go, but don't do it all at once. Yeah, because you have to week, retrain your taste buds, yeah, don't you? Like literally this week, swap this food that you're having for this one food. And just by doing that and all, and then the, the mindset work. I mean, I've had people after one session go like, it's literally like you've switched a light on in my brain. And I don't even want that food now. It's like crazy. I'm looking at this food instead. And I just love it when that happens, because if it's easy, you'll do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> if it's it. hard, you might you'll do, do it. it for a little while, and then you'll give and up. Then you'll give up. Yeah, and it is about whole lifestyle change, isn't it? Not just about yeah. doing something for as long as you can, and then that's why we we have results, and then those results go away, <laughs> and we put the weight back on. So, if there's somebody out there that is thinking, you know, I really want to change the way I look, I want to change the way I feel because that's more important, and I want to love myself more. What is the biggest tip that you would give them? So I would say definitely have a two-pronged approach because if you do your mind and your gut together, you'll get much better results. So first of all, what are you telling yourself every day? What are you saying to yourself every day? Are you telling yourself every day that you're, you know, you can't lose weight? Are you telling yourself every day that you're meant to be this size? Are you telling yourself every day that you're never going to be like that person over there? If you're constantly telling yourself the things you don't want, that's what you get. Yeah, because you get what you say. So write it all down. That'd be my first tip. Write down the normal things you say to yourself. Because we always naturally go to, even if I said, what do you want? You start telling me what you don't want. Yeah. So if you write down all those things, you'll see what you don't want and then go, okay, so what do I want instead? Or if it's yet's a really good word to use, you know, I can't lose weight. Yet. Add yet to the end, right? So if you, even if you hear yourself saying, I can't lose weight, add yet quickly because it shifts your mindset. So that's the first thing. And then the second tip, the biggest thing that you, you can change how you feel, and I promise you this, you can change how healthy you feel in the matter of a week or two just by making this change, which is, Reduce, or if you're really up for it, eliminate processed food and introduce and really up whole, whole foods. I mean, that is it. Those two and it's things. not rocket science. No, it? it's not. But unfortunately, what the diets do is they generally say, well, have more fruit, have more veg, but they remove the foods that are really good for you. When we talk about whole foods, we're talking about foods, I mean, my mouth's watering again, just thinking about it, that I cut out for 40 years because like they were for you. Well, today I had, I mean, I'm also, I've just discovered I'm gluten intolerant. So I've started my own, making my own gluten-free bread because I want bread. Yeah, we're always told not to have bread. Bread is like exactly. evil. So <laughs> it's, gluten, it's, it's the gluten that causes the problems in the gut. So today I've had uh, my own gluten-free made roll brushed with garlic-infused olive oil that I have in my kitchen with avocado seeds. I mean, if I ate that on a diet, they'd tell yeah. me I'd just get a thousand calories and I'm going to get fat. They would do. You'd have to point that. Definitely. Exactly. So <laughs> you're cutting out foods that actually heal your gut, heal your, make your brain. So nuts, seeds, obviously all the fruits and the veg, but things like beans we don't think about, really good foods that have healthy fats like avocados, coconut. So, yeah, I would just Google whole foods, see what comes up. And then if you have to buy processed, as in pre-packaged foods, try to buy something that you can, first of all, has as little ingredients in it as possible. It's the first tip. Second tip is if there's something in the ingredients you don't, you can't read, you don't know what it is, don't, don't have it because it's, it's, it's not real, it's manufactured or it's artificial. The biggest thing that your body reacts to, so this little thinking of the festival artificial anything artificial it has to fight it sees it as an invader so i spent again 40 years on artificial sweetener yeah 
and I had no idea the damage it was doing. So for bad me. for you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you know, do one thing at a time. Start yeah. by cutting that artificial sweetener. Amazing. These are all great tips, and I know you have loads more tips like this. Talk about forever. You could talk about it all day. If somebody is ready to like start making a lifestyle change rather than a, a quick fix, where can they come and find you? So I am all over Facebook. I've got a couple of groups, but if you just go to my main Facebook page, which is actually Emma Butler Hallett, my wife's surname. So you I do stick out because there aren't many of them. <laughs> um, I find uh, I've got a group around purely around stop dieting, and then a, a group that sort of goes to the next level, which is just how to create a better life for yourself, uh, doing all of these things. Or um, my website is emmabutlercoaching.com. Fantastic. We'll put those links in the show notes as well. I think it's really important that we realize here that becoming thinner isn't the answer to loving yourself. It's, you know, if you want to get fitter, thinner, healthier, that's one thing. Deciding that you will, your whole life will be better if only you were thin. I can tell you now, it doesn't work. You have to be doing things for the right reasons and you have to love yourself for who you are now. So I love Emma's approach on how she deals with this, with the mindset side as well, because I think that's so, so important. So go and check Emma out. And thanks for being here, Emma. It's been great to hear from you today. And good luck with your healing your gut. Thank you. I've been doing it for a while now. I'm going to continue. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I will be back next week with a new podcast and I will speak to you then. Have a great day, whatever it is you're doing. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.